The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Well, here on Riviera Radio on this Sunday morning, we're talking, as always, to Rob Kay. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Howard. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yes, indeed. Well, Good. over the past couple of weeks, we've focused our attention on changes to UK pensions. Then last week, we considered the situation ladies frequently find themselves if their husbands die before them. During both discussions, you mentioned various references to state planning. So this week, I'd like us to specifically focus on what we need to know about estate planning. However, before we look at estate planning, what news, financial or other, caught your eye this past week? Well, Howard, as, as Sarah has referred to in her roundup of the, of the week's news, the biggest story by far in France at the moment is definitely pensions. The government is committed to raising the state retirement age from 62 to 64, while the French unions are equally committed to keeping it where it is. That duel took another step forward this week when the Pensions Reform Bill was presented to the Council of Ministers. This is largely a formality, but it marks the point when it will now be debated by the Assembly Nationale and then the Senate. In response, all of France's eight unions this week call for a second mass strike this coming Tuesday. They are hoping for a similar or better response to the last national strike on the 19th of January. The unions are obviously hoping to cause as much disruption as possible and force the government to back down. I probably shouldn't have been surprised, but I was when I read unions representing workers in the ski resorts have filed an unlimited strike notice starting on Tuesday, which could disrupt the school half-term holidays, and the unions said that they were also intending to take what they described as strong action during the Ski World Championships, which are due to be held in Courcheval between the 6th and the 19th of February. Strikes in ski resorts usually primarily impact the operators of ski lifts, and after two winters which have been blighted by Covid, this will not be welcome news for hotels, travel operators and others who earn a living in an industry that already has a very short season. Over the years, we've made numerous references to tax inspectors using technology to find fraudsters and tax dodgers. However, a recent report confirmed the French taxman is using Google satellites to track unregistered pools and as a result of this new tactic, it expects to collect an additional 40,000, no sorry, sorry, 40 million uh, euros of additional tax once the whole country has been checked. This system is also being used to check for extensions, garages and other unexplained buildings which don't match the tax service declarations. New pools should be declared to the tax office within 90 days of completion because they will add to the property value used to work out our bills for tax foncier and tax debitation if that property is a second home. This week, the Monaco government was quick to issue a press statement following the release of the highly critical Moneyval report, which could lead to the Principality being placed under observation for the next month for failing to comply with international standards on transparency and money laundering. The report criticised delays in anti-money laundering procedures and lengthy appeal processes. As you'd expect, several financial publications then jumped on the mudslinging allegations. Then finally this week, the leader of France's Green Party, Marine Tondelier, called on France to be more egalitarian and to do away with millionaires. Her reasoning was a more equal country will be, will be far better for those on modest incomes. 
Strangely, her views were in sync with several socially aware multimillionaires who issued a statement during the recent World Economic Forum in Davos. They said they should be more heavily taxed, which then prompted the French finance minister Bruno Le Maire to invite them to come and live in France. He said, we certainly will know how to tax them if they come here. Lovely stuff. So we frequently refer to estate planning, but what does it actually mean? Well, the, the last few years have highlighted the challenges, life and circumstances throw at us, but they've also been inspiring and shown us how resilient people are, how hard they work and how much effort they put into creating, maintaining and protecting their family's wealth, not just for their immediate needs, but also to provide longer term financial security, say for retirement. But I do question if we've done the same for what we what we've what we will happen when we've gone. Estate planning is all about what will happen to our assets when we die, how much will be lost to tax, and are our arrangements and wishes always kept up to date? Estate planning always needs careful consideration, but even more so if you live on your assets. Because in France the succession regime is much more complicated than it is in the UK. You need to understand how the French rules affect your family before you can take the effective steps which will ensure your estate passes in accordance with your wishes and with as little tax paid as possible. Do French residents need to be concerned about UK estate taxes these days? Yeah, it's a good question, Howard, and, I'm, and I presume your question is referring to Brexit. But, but actually, Brexit in this situation is a red herring. France and the UK have a specific double tax treaty which deals with French tax residents dying with UK assets and UK tax residents dying with French assets. Brexit has not changed anything. If you're a French tax resident with UK assets, your estate will potentially be liable to UK inheritance tax. Conversely, if you have French assets and you're a UK tax resident, your heirs will probably have a French succession tax liability. If either of the situations I've just described apply to you, it's really important to understand how the UK will tax your estate when you die, compared to the French Napoleonic system, which will tax your beneficiaries. I say this is really important because under, under the UK system, the highest rate of inheritance tax is 40%, whereas under the French system, 60% succession tax could be payable. So can we end up paying tax in both countries? No, as the title describes, that is exactly what the double tax treaty is designed to avoid. But you will pay the highest rate of tax applicable in either country. But thinking about that, that's probably a little bit, it needs a bit more discussion or explanation. In either country, inheritances between spouses or civil partners are exempt from inheritance tax or succession tax. I should add that transfers between spouses while you are both alive are exempt from tax in the UK but in France they're treated as gifts and after a gifts tax allowance they are liable to gifts tax at an increasing scaled rate of tax. In the UK an individual has an inheritance tax allowance which currently stands at £325,000. I should probably say sits because that allowance hasn't increased for over 10 years and it's now been frozen until 2028. What allowances and what rate of French succession tax your beneficiaries will pay is entirely dependent on their relationship to you. Children benefit from a €100,000 allowance when they receive an inheritance from a parent. They then pay tax at progressive rates ranging from 5% to 45%. 
siblings pay tax at 35% or 45%, and beneficiaries with no legal relationship to you, which can include friends or even your long-term non-married partner, will pay tax at 60%. Unfortunately, I had to recently help the survivor of an unmarried couple. This couple had been debating and frankly putting off dealing with, the, with their estate planning and the requirements that were needed since well, well before the pandemic. They are now both victims of COVID. As a result, um, the, the survivor has not only endured the issues faced by all widows and widowers, he will now have to pay 60% tax on his deceased partner's assets. Wow. Can you explain what protected heirs are? Yeah, France's Napoleonic Code imposes forced heirship rules, which, as the name suggests, were designed to protect the bloodline. Very simply, children have the legal right to their deceased parents' estate and priority over the spouse, possibly even their mother or father, but in more difficult situations, their stepmother or stepfather. At least the survivor I mentioned previously doesn't have that issue to deal with because they didn't have any children and neither of them had any from a previous relationship. These days, it's only children who are protected heirs. If you have one child, 50% of your assets must be left to that child. If you have two, they must equally share two-thirds. And if you have three or more children, 75% must be shared equally between them, with the balance of 25% potentially being able to be passed to your spouse. Most British couples leave their estate to the survivor, with the assets only passing to the children when the survivor eventually dies. Unfortunately, that doesn't automatically work in France. So even if you have a UK will, which states those are your testimony wishes, those wishes will be overridden by French succession law unless you take professional advice and, importantly, act on it. Which is a specific request the survivor I mentioned previously asked me to emphasise this morning. So nobody else has to go through the tax and legal problems he's currently enduring. There seems to be a big kerfuffle in French legal circles about Brussels 4. What's that all about? Well, back in 2015, sort of seven years ago now, France adopted the EU succession regulation, more frequently known as Brussels 4. It allows foreign nationals to elect for the law of their country of nationality to apply to their assets when they die, rather than the succession laws of their country of residence. If this election is made in their will, Nationals of many common law countries can avoid French forced heirship rules. British expatriates can therefore take steps to distribute the wealth according to their own wishes as opposed to the French Napoleonic rules. They can even choose to leave children out of will and potentially disinherit them. As is often the case, this is not quite as simple as that and there are pros and cons. There could be a UK inheritance tax implication and paying increased levels of French succession tax is a strong possibility because you might not be allowed to elect to adopt UK laws. You can't elect not to just be French taxpayer. So your, trans your testimony election will be liable to French succession tax, which makes it Im imperative you take professional advice before making any legal election. The kerfuffle, as you described it, was caused by the French Constitutional Council approving controversial new legislation. With effect from the 1st of November 2021, if French assets pass according to the provision of a country such as the UK and Wales, who don't impose forced heirship rules, 
the protected heirs can make a claim for the share they would have been entitled to under the French rules. This effectively allows the forced heirship rules to override Brussels 4, and although lots of French lawyers think this could be challenged in the European courts, for now, notaires must follow the new legislation. Notaires are obliged to seek potential beneficiaries and write to children who have not been given their protected share. In this case, the children could be entitled to compensation. Now, this only applies to assets within France, so you can still use Brussels 4 to freely distribute your foreign assets. Moving assets outside France could therefore be quite beneficial. Well, I understand there's been a suggestion that Assurance V could lose their succession tax advantages. Yeah, the rules regarding Assurance V have broadly been the same since the late 90s. President Macron changed the way investments and Assurance V are taxed shortly after his election in May 2017. He hasn't changed Assurance V, maybe because it's a complete political minefield, not that he's averse to those as we can see from the pensions debate. But every year, the French population pours billions of euros into assurance fee, and therefore any adverse changes would definitely whip up a storm. That said, it's understood that Macron is in favour of watering down the tax advantages assurance fee offer, and despite his promise not to tax the French population for the pandemic, it is widely believed he strongly supports the report France's Constitution or Council of Economic Analysis has submitted to the government, which recommends abolishing the €152,500 succession tax exemption that assurance fee offer. It argues this only benefits wealthy families, and removing it would raise an extra €4 to €5 billion Euros in tax revenue. Similar proposals in the past never materialised, but that doesn't mean to say nothing will change in the future. There is no draft legisla legislation yet, so nothing will happen imminently, and it's unlikely to be retrospective. So if you've been putting off doing something about this, I suggest you need to act sooner rather than later, or at the very least, take some advice on your personal situation. Are our pensions affected by death and taxes? Um, from an estate planning perspective, you can't afford to overlook your pensions. Estate planning shouldn't just focus on property and investments. It must take a holistic overview of your total situation. So many UK pensions stop when the surviving spouse dies. Frequently, these assets still have a substantial value. Now, without appropriate advice and planning, these monies won't pass to your children or your chosen beneficiaries. It could be possibly your favourite charities. Quite legitimately, your hard-earned capital could be retained by the pension provider. Not a bad final payday for simply administering your pension while you are alive. As I described a couple of weeks ago, there were things that you were uh, in, a, in a previous uh, broadcast. There are things you can do to avoid this being the end game for your pension. You could consider transferring your pension fund into what's known as a qualifying recognised overseas pension scheme, QROPS, or to a non-pension structure such as an assurance fee. Overall, there are various things you can potentially do to ensure your assets pass according to your wishes, but which solutions you use will depend on your specific situation. In France, the matrimonial regime you are married under has a direct impact on what happens to your assets when you die. So reviewing those options is a first, first well, probably, I would say, the best, most useful first step. Another simple strategy is to insert a tontine clause into the conveyancing document when you buy a French property. 
This enables a jointly purchased property to automatically pass to the survivor, but it can't be done at any other point but at the time of the purchase or the signing of the compromis de vente. Arguably the best succession strategy is holding your investment assets inside an Asherum's V, which stands outside of French succession law, with assets passing directly to your nominated beneficiaries. Every family is different. You need to explore what will work for your specific circumstances and, importantly, your objectives. Then carefully structure an estate plan which meets your wishes. You need to be extra careful if you or your partner have children from previous relationships and, as I mentioned earlier, if you are not married or, have, or don't have a PAX agreement. Without advanced planning, your heirs could be hit extra hard by French succession tax. And then everything that can, can be done that further complicates that for expatriates, who possibly then have two countries and two diff very, very different regimes to take into account. It's also too easy to completely overlook key aspects of inheritance planning. And taking professional advice will give you the peace of mind of knowing that you have the right plans in place for yourself, your family, and importantly, your heirs. So, if you'd like to discuss your estate planning with a Blevins Franks partner, our French resident listeners could call our Valbon office, and the telephone number there is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Alternatively, if you live in Monaco or visiting our Monaco office is more convenient for you, call the Monaco office. The number in, here in Monaco is Monaco 97775574. That's 97775574. And as we say every week, Howard, anyone can contact us or find out what's going on at Blevins Franks via the website by simply directing your internet search browser to www.blevinsfranks.com. Where would we be without it? Thank you very much. We'll talk again <laughs> next Sunday. Absolutely, Howard. Have a great week. Thanks very much. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or Riviera at BlevinsFranks.com. How much inheritance tax will your family pay in France? French succession tax can significantly reduce the amount your heirs inherit from you. Take action now so the right people benefit from your estate. You may not realise how much tax you can save by having a succession health check. Talk to the specialists at Blevins Franks for personalised and effective solutions. Contact Blevins Franks on 0493 or visit blevinsfranks.com.